Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. My mission has evolved to not only affect positive change amongst the frequent flyers of Stanford, Connecticut, but amongst the masses. I'll teach you how exercise can be safe and simple while blocking out the noise. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please hit the link in the show notes to subscribe for additional free health and fitness information, such as at-home workouts, injury prevention strategies for the recreational athletes out there, and also research-based treatment interventions for pain. I'd really appreciate it. It helps small businesses like mine to subscribe to our email list. Thank you. When I think of the ultimate dream, I think of living a financially stable life full of peace, happiness, and adventure with my kids and the love of my life. But what does that really mean? Well, you can imagine a life of adventure implies traveling to the Maldives or ziplining through Costa Rica. But what does it mean to live a life full of peace and happiness? Am I at peace and happy now? Well, no. I mean, there are times when, yes, I feel at peace and I'm happy. But I don't feel that way all the time. Because most of the time, I feel like I'm working. I'm always working. Do you feel that way? And not only at your job working. That's not what I'm talking about. Do you feel like you're always working? Like, You're either cooking or cleaning or planning family activities on the weekends or searching the best gift to buy your mom for her 70th birthday, or you're logging back onto your computer at 7 o'clock at night because your coworker effed up another important project. Damn, that is work. That's overtime on a whole other level, and I need to get paid. When I reflect closely on my past achievements and how they've impacted me, I'm just realizing they didn't really impact me. When I was 16, I won third place in the country on the uneven bars as a junior Olympic gymnast. I received a bachelor's degree in exercise science when I was 21, followed by a master's degree in public health, a doctor in physical therapy when I was 23, and ultimately passed the board so I was able to practice as a licensed physical therapist at age 25. Although it wasn't really until I became a physical therapist when I felt different. When I felt like achieving this goal of becoming a physical therapist had given me something I didn't have before, which was financial independence and security, which is surprising, right? Because this list of of achievements is fire. It is. I'll give myself that. And with every achievement for maybe the next week or so, I was praised and congratulated. I felt proud and relieved, actually, that all my training, all my hard work for months and months was worth it because I had accomplished my goals. And for one week, I felt special. My family and friends were impressed by my achievements. But then after one week, one week, that's it. 
history has shown time and time again, I immediately began working towards achieving the next goal at a higher level. And it's not even like I enjoyed the process. I didn't. I was exhausted. I cried all the time. I was in physical pain. And the little fun I had was blown over by the guilt I felt the next morning when I should have been studying and in bed at a reasonable hour. It's like there's all this planning, time, and energy spent on one particular goal. Then once you achieve the goal, it's over and on to the next. But what's the point if you don't enjoy the process? You spend years and years of work to celebrate for one week? One week? My point is I'm reminding you, like I remind myself, to enjoy the process because otherwise, what are we working so hard for? Our entire lives we spend working. We do, whether it's our job, on our relationships, our fitness, our mental health, and we are motivated to put in the work on what we prioritize, right? We are motivated because usually we always have a goal in mind. In Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty says we are motivated by goals that are either extrinsic or intrinsic goals. But they are the intrinsic goals, he says, that ultimately provide us peace and happiness. For example, I put in the work to stay in touch with my girlfriends from college for intrinsic reasons. Because they make me laugh, they make me feel heard, appreciated, and they make me feel good about myself. I do my job as a physical therapist for extrinsic reasons and intrinsic reasons. Extrinsic because I need to pay the bills, and intrinsic because improving the quality of life for others is rewarding and boosts my self-esteem. Do you see what I mean? If you wake up in the morning feeling rushed and desperate to get out of the house on time, or you bring the kids to the park because you're hoping to deplete the kids' energy, then bedtime won't be such a screaming match. You're missing the mark, aren't you? And listen, I am the queen of powering through just to get to the finish line. I told you before, but for some reason, since I became a mom, my kids have taught me to slow down. They hold me accountable. When we're running to the car, Griffin will stop to squat down and watch the ladybug walk across the sidewalk cracks. When we're in the very back of the airplane and Griffin is screaming for a lollipop on takeoff, Reese grabs my face with her little hands and says, I love you, Mommy. There's so much going on all the time. It's endless. But in all the chaos and all the BS, when my mind is going a million miles a minute, the kids bring me down to earth. When you take a moment to audit all the day-to-day BS, the list is endless. The person that called you just to vent then hangs up before asking how you're doing. The driver that cuts you off and doesn't seem to know where the freaking blinker is when they slam on their brakes to make a turn. The customer who arrives to their appointment 20 minutes late for the third time in a row. The family member that creates all the drama without taking on any of the responsibility. If you could cut out all the BS in your life, do you imagine your life would most likely be quiet and peaceful? Does this, give, does this idea give you a sense of relief and excitement? When reading the chapter on meditation and Think Like a Monk, I imagine meditation feels a lot like this, like an active pursuit towards cutting out all the BS in my life. Just think about it. Peace and quiet, cutting out all the noise, no distractions, only your breath. You slow yourself down, you clear your mind, you feel centered. And then you find the real you. And the real you is not the mom who's screaming at their kids to get into bed. The real you is not the friend who flakes because you're too busy and overwhelmed to stick to a plan. The real you is not the wife or girlfriend who gives your partner an attitude on your way out the door. You're just dealing with all the BS in your life. It's at the forefront of your mind all the time. And you haven't slowed yourself down. Think about it. 
Take meditation off the table for a second when I know what you're thinking. Even if it's not meditation, even if it's going out for a glass of wine with your partner without the kids or taking a hot yoga class or reading a book, these are all opportunities to slow yourself down. It doesn't have to be so structured or extreme as meditation. And meditating isn't really as extreme as you think. If at some point in your life you stop to the, the urge to punch your enemy in the face by taking a deep breath, that's meditation. And women may dismiss the benefits of meditation because of how extreme it is, but you can think of it as a marathon. To run a marathon is extreme, but it's still running. If you can run a mile, you can run a marathon with some training. Same thing with meditation. With some training, anyone can meditate. I started meditating before I had my kids, and I was unable to supplement with additional anti-anxiety medications because it's a contraindication for pregnancy. And other methods of reducing anxiety, such as exercise, I was already doing. So I tried meditation to calm down my autonomic nervous system. With diaphragmatic breathing, you stimulate the vagus nerve, which runs underneath the diaphragm. When the nerve is excited, it triggers a parasympathetic response, which calms down your heart rate and your blood pressure. Ultimately, when your body is living in an environment with chronic stress, it does not create a safe home for the baby. So when I added meditation into my daily routine, I started out using the Headspace app at one minute, and over the course of three months, I hit 15 minutes. And I'm talking 15 minutes of focused breathing and focused sensory stimulation, including sound, smells, and feeling the response of my muscles as I fell more and more into relaxation. There are various types of meditation, but this one was best for me. Not only did meditation create an optimal environment for pregnancy, but it also enhances the body's efficiency. There's less the body has to overcome to perform each individual function. Or in other words, the body doesn't have to work so hard to do what it needs to do. But this is not meditation's only two benefits. Meditation also slows you down. And just like going out with your girlfriends for a glass of wine, it provides the same benefit. Why do you think it brings you joy to go out for a glass of wine with your girlfriends? Because there are no distractions, no BS, no filter, and your girlfriends are the ones who remind you of the real you. They remind you you are not the employee that is committed to their boss's every need. You are not the mom who hasn't been out of the house for days without a shower and dried spit up glued to their sweater. There are various forms of self-care, and I think some people miss the boat on why self-care is so important. Ask more questions. Why do you like getting your nails done all alone? Why do you like going for a massage alone? Why do you like walking along the beach alone? Why do you listen to podcasts? Well, you're most likely alone when you're doing all these things. You slow down your mind. You cut out distractions. You have peace and quiet. You can just be. Just being with yourself is self-care. Self-care doesn't have to coexist with bubble baths and getting your nails done, although it absolutely could. I love baths, especially baths with some eucalyptus and candles. That's what I'm talking about. Well, what I'm saying is self-care is coming back to yourself, the real you. And when you don't have the luxury to just leave your job to go for a walk or close the bathroom door on your kids and take a bath, you can come to your breath and meditate. And the beautiful thing is meditation is a tool anyone in the entire world can use at any given time. No matter your social status, financial status, your ethnicity, where you live, it does not matter. And when you come back to the real you, you find your true purpose. When you're in this mindset, things you prioritize versus the things you want to prioritize is crystal clear.
Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Exercise Proper Podcast. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please follow the Exercise Proper Podcast. Post a screenshot of the podcast on Instagram or Facebook tagging your girl at Liz underscore Graveline. And if you are looking for other tips and tricks in your health and wellness journey, you can subscribe to my email list in the show notes. Or if you want to just ask me a question, you can send me an email at lizgraveline at gmail.com. I'd shriek at the sight of your name in my inbox. That would be amazing. See you next time, guys.